Hey there, welcome to your one year anniversary episode. Okay, if you are counting and following along, you probably noticed that this episode is labeled episode 54 and there's 52 weeks in a year. So how is this the one year anniversary episode? Well, we are calling our air date, our episode anniversary date, and that was January 30th of 2023. And this one is airing on January 29th. 2024. So this is as close as we get to the official one year of the podcast being released. So that is why this one is the one year. And I'm so excited. I cannot believe it's been a whole year really, truly just went by so fast. We have now recorded 54 episodes, all original. We have not had any reruns. So truly this entire year has all been original material. And we have we had 14 total guests. Um, we did a showcase of all of our 2023 guests back in the episode that got aired earlier, um, actually later in 2023. So you can go back to that and it gives you a glimpse of all of the guests that we had for 2023 and their uh, topics for the entire year. So if you want a quick rundown of what topics we touched with our uh, with our guest, then you can head on over there and listen to that episode. I'll p- also put it in the show notes. So for this episode, since we already did a showcase of all of our guests, we're actually doing the top six questions that I have been asked in the last year from our community, people that messaged us from the podcast, um, all of you listeners, some of you will message us and ask us for either tips or follow-ups from some of the conversations. And so I picked, um, I basically put them all in one worksheet and then grabbed the top six ones um, that were asked the most. So I'm going to read through the questions, the quick questions, and then give you my take on that. And that's how we're going to celebrate this one year anniversary episode. Thank you all so much for being here and being part of our um, community and being a listener. We are a a top 100 episode um, podcast in our field and in our industry, which is so exciting. And every week I see the downloads just growing and growing. And so I am forever thankful for all of you who have been here from the get-go, but also the ones that have shared our episodes with your family, friends, community, and have joined us along the way. So thank you so much. You can always find us at The Organized Flamingo over on the social media webs and interwebs and say hello there and hope I get to meet some of you in person as well. All right. So let's get to our top six questions that have come from all of you. Here we go. Welcome to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. I am your host, Stephanie, a professional organizer and productivity expert. Ready to explore the right organizing and productivity solutions for you? Yeah? Well, then let's go. For our first question, we've got the 101 of organizing questions. The one that I get asked the most, not just from the last year, but probably throughout my entire career. And the reason most people, you know, end up hiring us, but even if they don't hire us, this is the part that really, where people get really get stuck. And that is, where do I even start? And my answer to this is that this is such a classic for overwhelmed clients and, and people that are new to the organizing process that I would suggest to break down the the big task, the one that's overwhelming you. And big really is whatever big is for you. For some of you, 
A big organizing task is physically large, like a large room, a large area like maybe a garage, a whole basement, maybe you're decluttering for your family as you're downsizing. Big can be also a drawer. So whatever big and overwhelming feels to you, that is something you're going to break down in smaller manageable steps and then prioritize those projects based on what your needs are. We have here at the Organized Flamingo, we have our seven steps of organizing almost anything. And it is our framework that helps you answer this very question. Like, how do I even break this down? So I am putting the seven steps of organizing almost anything in the show notes. Please listen to that episode if you if this question was relevant to you. And then from there, each of the steps, we have seven steps, each one has its own podcast, own podcast episode devoted to it. So step one, assessing, step two, step three, all of them will have its own entire breakdown. But if anything, at least listen to the overview one and that will help you figure out how can you break down this really large task and make it into more manageable steps so it doesn't feel so overwhelming and then go from there. The second question that we get asked the most and got asked the most last year was, what storage solutions should I use? Oh my goodness. If I showed you my inbox of, especially the social media inboxes where people will, you know, kind of just message you on a whim, um, you would be not surprised, maybe surprised at how many people ask this very question. Like, okay, what is your most favorite? If you had to choose one storage solution, one container, which one would it be? Oh my goodness, I cannot answer that in just a simple answer because it it really depends. Um, As a whole, so in the seven steps of organizing almost anything, we devote an entire step to containers and storage solutions because of this very top question that gets asked. The short answer is, of course, that it depends, but just know that your storage solutions can and will probably change throughout your your life, okay? So don't get so stuck on having one thing. Um, what, one of my top tips that I have for this, though, is because knowing that most people do change organizing solutions and containers, sometimes because they just wither away, especially in those areas, maybe outside areas. I mean, we hope that you get a really good item, right, that like lasts forever and ever. Uh, but because a lot of these products do wither away, my top my top tip is just get something that is of good quality. Because even if they wither away, it's going to last you a long time. So that's a plus. But even if you are ready for change and you don't necessarily need it to live a long life, that way you can resell it, either resell it or give it away, and it just won't end up in the in the trash or landfill so easily. When you have a good quality product, when it comes to storage solutions, you can at least get a, get some value back in some way, shape, or form, whether it's because you resold it or you gifted it or gave it to somebody else that could use it again and again. So that would be one of my top answers for this. Um, get something of good quality that is within your budget, that is within your needs, um, but that will last you as long as possible. The third question is, how can I stay organized in the long run? So this actually came in very timely because we are doing our get versus stay organized series 
as uh, as I'm recording this, um, there it's a concept called getting getting organized versus staying organized, which is two very different, distinct actions when you're getting organized. Uh, where getting organized is more project based. It's it's a short uh, it's a pro short project. I mean, it doesn't it could be a long time project, but it's it has a, a middle uh, beginning, a middle, and an end. Right? It's a project. Versus staying organized is all about habits and staying organized in the long run. So it's less project and more habits and more uh, light, like the way that you live your life, um, the everyday actions that you make to stay organized versus just like a quick fix. So listen in on that. It should be we, we are airing this in the one year anniversary and the get and stay organized series is within these episodes. So you should be easily able to find it. I'll also put it in the show notes. But to answer this question in this short episode, it basically has everything to do with developing sustainable systems that fit in, within your lifestyle, which is also known as habits, um, things that are very organic to the way that you move, the way that you live. So what that means is don't necessarily force a, a a system or a, like something that you're trying to be if it doesn't feel natural and if you don't think it's sustainable for you to keep up the habits. An example of this is we just talked about containers, right? Um, sometimes for trend, you know, if for trend purposes, there's going to be a container or a style that's very, very popular. And let's say clear bins, right? For a long time, I and mean, those have been around for a long time, but they became, they really got popularized in the last couple of years. And so everybody loved them. But if you are someone that gets overwhelmed easily with visual, um, clutter, then for you, that may not work because that's just a lot, a lot for you to um, to look at all the time and it overwhelms you instead of helping you get organized. Another example is for those of you who uh, like having a labeling system that's very that tells you where things go, where things are supposed to go back to. But for some people, that is overwhelming, especially if you didn't create the system, then a label doesn't mean much for you. You have to actually embrace the label, understand what it means, and and then use it, right? Or, or else that just won't mean anything. So that is my biggest tip for how to stay organized in the long run. Develop something that is sustainable, that really works with your natural habits, and then build off of that. Um, over um, BJ Fogg in his book, and also Atomic Habits by James Clear, BJ Fogg has the Tiny Habits, um, and, and um, both of those books are great um, books to pick up. They talk all about um, habit stacking and really just doing little by little, which is something that we have tried and we understand really is helpful when you build upon a habit, like little by little by little, and then it just becomes part of who you are. Our fourth question is all about digital clutter. And someone, the, the, someone specifically asked, how do I handle digital clutter? And then the other questions were a like a branch off of that. So we'll just talk about digital clutter as a whole, right? Um, digital clutter is very, very similar to physical clutter. And it means that you have so much stuff that you can't find what you need easily when you need it. And if you are at that place, then you have clutter. And it could be physical or digital clutter. And when it comes to digital clutter, it's such a, it's a hard one to see the the red flags of you becoming clutter cluttered because you can't see it because digital files, digital, um, 
stuff doesn't really accumulate the same way visually the way that physical stuff does. And that, there's actually an entire episode where we talk about physical clutter versus digital clutter. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. But because of that, you can really, really, that can like really start to accumulate and you don't even know it. There are no telling signs until your program or your computer or your phone or your device says to you, hey, you ran out of storage <laughs> or something breaks because you, you've just, it, it's been running so hard. So how do you handle digital clutter? I would, this is one of those places where I would really encourage you to have a maintenance calendar uh, and check in on your memory and your hardware. So do this every quarter and commit to deleting, say, you know, a certain amount of files or getting to a certain amount of storage every single quarter. So let's say, you know, um, your storage is one gig. So just make sure that every quarter you're like no more than 75% of that, right? So that, or whatever that magic number is, depending, it, it works a little different if you're using your phone versus your computer and stuff. But um, come up with something that that works for you and do a maintenance um, every so often and make sure you're under that threshold so it doesn't all of a sudden surprise you and then you feel like you have to throw stuff away that you weren't even prepared to do so. And then also, so it doesn't creep up so fast uh, and you can actually see where all your files are. You can do some quick decluttering by um, going to what your biggest files are uh, and then delete from there. Um, that's obviously a really quick way. You can also look for duplicates of files of words um, and then you know declutter from there. So that would be my biggest tip. Have a maintenance schedule for your digital files because those are the things that you don't see until they become a problem. Okay, the next question, number five, was and is one of our top questions, but I'm not fully equipped to answer it, but I'm including it in the podcast because we have a podcast episode from last year with Dr. Dar that talks about this, and we will address it again later this year with another guest. Um, but the question is, how can I deal with family resistance to change? And the reason, so we are equipped to work with the family unit, but once people hire us, it's because the family unit has agreed to get help and to declutter and to clear out. Uh, we work with a lot of families in that sandwich generation where there's a multi-generational um, decluttering going on. You know, they either inherited stuff from their family members or starting to inherit stuff, downsize, and they have their own stuff as well. That's the sandwich generation. You're kind of in the middle between raising your own family, yourself, and then also your uh, loved ones that may be like your older parents or elders. And so you're just kind of stuck in the middle and there's just a lot a lot of stuff and when it comes to family resistance so we we work with those types of families but in order for all of the parties to come into a place where they're ready for this there's a lot of pre-work that happens um, and so that's why that's the part that we're not necessarily equipped to talk about but I will give you one piece of advice that I have seen is very important and the over 20 years of me doing this, right? Uh, and that is that you cannot force people to do things that they don't want to do, especially if you're trying to make them change long-term. You might push somebody to declutter, throw away something in the near term, like in the short term, 
but their tendencies will come back, whether it's hoarding tendencies, whether it's they just weren't ready emotionally to let go of stuff, that will come back. And then you will be in the same cycle over and over unless you get to the root of the problem. So, you know, setting boundaries is really important. Telling your loved ones, hey, you know, these are my boundaries. Um, but like I said, there is a whole episode where we talk about this with somebody who who um, studies relationships and can you know guide you through that. Um, but my tip as a pro organizer is don't force anybody. Do not hire somebody to help someone else that is not ready to get the help when it comes to getting rid of their stuff. Stuff has a, a, a lot of emotional value tied to it. So when they're not ready to let go of it and you hire somebody that they don't even know, they may not be familiar with, that may make the whole problem worse. So um, I just don't want you to get stuck in that. So that would be my biggest advice for this question. The last question is, is there a magic organizing formula? And I chuckled when I saw this question. It was the first time that I've gotten it labeled like this? Like, is there a magic organizing formula? And I chuckle because of like, I, I really like how that sounds, you know, just like this, like little magical, like God parent that comes in and just does it all. Okay. No, of course there is not. Um, here's the thing about organizing. Organizing is sometimes mistaken as getting clean or getting tidy. Organizing does not mean you're clean. So that, because of that, there's no just let's go and clean it all and make it sparkle and it's all done and ready. Organizing is an action that will either need to be practiced, you're not really born with it. Some of you have stronger tendencies to be more organized, um, type A, some of you call, and sure, there is that. But to stay organized long term, it is a skill that needs to be practiced, learned and then practiced. So there is no one size fits all solution. There's no fairy godparent that comes in and just makes it all better. That's not quite how that works. Now, organizers uh, in our field and like pro organizers, we help you um, personalize and help you figure out something that will work for you. And that is our specialty. That is our talent. Um, we find you know systems and create systems that will fit your very unique needs, which is something that sometimes you can't do on your own. So that's kind of like our magic, our magic formula, if you will. But it's not something that we can just bestow and it just goes away. Unlike cleaning your stuff, unlike um, getting rid of stuff, just like that. I mean, that is just a junk haul and that is not organizing. That is a, a way to get to get more organized, but that is not organizing. So of course, no, there is no one magic organizing formula. Some of us have created steps like the seven steps of organizing almost anything that we have to help you, um, you know, break it down to smaller, smaller steps so that it just becomes easier to follow but it's not a one fix all type of, um, of problem fixing here. Okay, so, so short answer, no, but yes, some of us will have educational um, blogs and content that can help you so that you can understand it, you can embrace it, we can help you with some tips on how to get there on your own faster than if you were experimenting all over the place. So hopefully we can gift you that, and especially here at The Organized Flamingo, that is our hope for you to figure out a way that feels good for you, that is sustainable um, in the long run. All right, so those are our top six questions of the year. Hope you enjoyed the, this episode. Um, 
a big shout out here to a couple of people really quick. This is like my Academy Award winning of speech. So, you know, feel free to stop the podcast here, but I think it is important. And if you've been following us for a long time, or even if you're new, just know that these are the people that make this podcast happen and the people that I'm really eternally grateful for who have supported us throughout the way and who encourage us to keep going and encourage us to give you all of this amazing content. Um, the first being Gaffin Creative and, and Haley and her team who help us edit and produce this podcast. They're just amazing. Um, and we have Amanda Warfield who has helped me and introduced me to Haley and her team, um, but who has helped me with the content and just making sure that the content is what you want to hear and making sure that it flows and that it's relevant topics um, that are coming in when you need them the most. So thank you so much, Amanda. And then uh, my family and my friends, my husband, I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, I think this whole process of recording a podcast is also um, something new for the people that are around you, especially that like live with you, right? Because here I am always telling him, don't open the garage door because you can hear it when I'm recording or, um, hey, I'm recording between this and this hour. Can you not use the internet? So I make sure that the guest and I have the best audio, you know, all these things. So he is, he's along on the journey with me. Um, so thanks to him so much and love him for it. And my besties who are always encouraging me, giving me some new ideas on what to talk about, how to talk about it. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. And to all of you, our awesome community that downloads the podcast that comes back and encourage us, encourages us to keep going, who head on over to the blog post and read, um, you know, all about our guests and about what we talked about. Thank you so much for your visits, for your downloads, for your encouragement. We are so excited here at the Organized Flamingo to continue this podcast uh, for however long you'll have us and to continue helping you in your organizing journey. So with that being said, have a great day. Until next week, happy organizing. Thank you for listening to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you'd leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. It helps with letting people know that we're here. For full show notes and resources, head on over to theorganizedflamingo.com slash podcast. Happy organizing. Happy organizing.